0: Welcome to Thinks Out Loud, your source for all the digital expertise your business needs. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome back to Thinks Out Loud, your source for all the digital expertise your business needs. My name is Tim Peter. This is episode 330. 70 of the big show. And thank you so much for tuning in. I do appreciate it. So I think we've got a really cool show for you today. I have to tell you, I've been talking a lot about trends that matter to your business and, you know, the various trends that we keep seeing a lot of People talking about in terms of things like Chat GPT and Web3 and crypto and NFTs and the metaverse. And I've stated my belief more than once, <laughs> and I will link to those beliefs in the show notes, that they're not really ready for prime time yet, generally. The way I look at it is anytime we look at some cool new trend, there's really four things we need to do. And I'm just going to do a brief recap of this. I did this in detail in a prior episode. But, you know, we have to define what we mean by the topic. So in the episode I'm referring to, we talked about the metaverse, but this is true for ChatGPT. This is true for Web3. It's true for crypto. You know, define what you mean by that term. If we're talking about Chat GPT taking over, what do we mean by Chat GPT? What does that look like? What do we mean by taking over? You know, is it incorporated into Bing's search results, which is a possibility, or is it a standalone product unto itself? Because I think those have very different market viabilities, at least based on where we are today. I also think we need to define what success looks like. When we say something's going to succeed, what do we mean by succeed? I also think we need to talk about timing. When we say X will succeed, when do we think that's going to happen for some given definition of success? And, of course, you should have a pretty good feel for your confidence level. How much would you be willing to bet on that definition of that topic succeeding again for a given definition of success within a given time frame? How confident are you about that? Now, the reason I'm bringing all of this up is I could be wrong. <laughs> I may not be right about any of this. For one thing, and and the important thing here is, these are already here in some way or other. There are businesses today using some of these technologies, using some of these tools to drive awareness for their brands, and in some cases reach new customer groups. They may even be using it to make money right now. So, you know, I'm pretty confident that these items will succeed at some point, and they may become more prevalent in our day-to-day lives. It's also true that there may be opportunities you should be looking at. We're already seeing augmented reality, which to me is a pretty big part of the metaverse, in use today in things like Google Maps and Google Lens. So there's opportunities there for you to capture, for you to build upon. Now, I want to be fair. I don't think you should throw everything at it right away. You've heard me talk many times on the show, including last week, about the value of a core and explore approach where you put most of your energies, most of your efforts, most of your budget, most of your resources towards things that are core, 80%, 90% towards the things that you know work today. And you hold back some budget, some resources, some energy, some efforts for things that you want to test. And here's the thing, you don't need to wait for permission to test some of these ideas. You have to look at the ones that make sense for you. You have to say, hey, these are some ideas that we think are worth paying some attention to. It doesn't make sense for you to put all of your energy or resources or budget into Web3 or crypto or NFTs or the Metaverse or Chat GPT, even, as exciting as it may be, right at the moment. It's also okay to explore. It's okay to spend a small fraction of your time, energy, resources, and budget on these to test. Just don't gamble with money you don't want to lose. You just shouldn't feel like you need to wait for the perfect moment either. One of the great things about Core and Explore is you get to learn, you get to practice, you get to see what might work for you in a somewhat more low-risk environment. You know, there's a funny thing in life, you all know this, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, that the only way to be good at something is to be bad at it first. Whatever your first effort is going to be with any of these technologies, Any of them, none of them, something I haven't talked about here at all. You're probably going to make mistakes. You're probably going to learn some things. You're probably going to stub your toe here and there. But if you're just testing a little bit to see what might make sense for you, it's okay. That's a fairly low-risk effort. And it may provide you with some skills that will be more valuable if and when any of these technologies go from being, you know, sort of cusp technologies, somewhere out on the edge technologies, to things that might become part of your core in the longer run. Again, they're already here, the future is already here in some way or other, in some fashion, and it's okay to do some tests around this. Now it's fair to ask, when I say do some tests, what does that mean? You know, How do you get started if you're going to test? Well, I tell people all the time, I encourage people all the time, start with who, not how. For many of these things, there aren't a ton of experts out there. But there are a lot of people trying to learn about this. There are a lot of people who've put energy and effort into understanding any of these various technologies, any of these various tools, any of the various vendors that exist that might be able to help you succeed. So don't think about how you can do it. Think about who you can do it with. Who can you ask for help? Who in your network can help you get started? Who knows more than other folks about the one topic you want to try? And even if you can't find somebody in your network who's an expert, ask them if they know anyone who they trust. And if your answer still is nobody, Then think about who wants to learn, who within your organization wants to have an opportunity to get better at these things, to learn a new, a potentially new and valuable skill. When I worked for Charles Schwab, we used to talk about how we'd hire for attitude and for hard work, and then we would train for skill. You know, as I said, nobody's really expert at any of these topics yet. There's a handful of folks, but most of them probably aren't folks you're going to hire. So it's more a question of who's willing to learn, who's willing to work hard and get better. Who do you trust to give you good answers and follow a solid process to get to those answers so that you can become more expert? You as an organization can become more expert. The next thing you want to do once you've thought about the who is define what success looks like. Just as I said in assessing these tools, if you are to conduct a project using one of them or a test using them, what do you mean by a successful test? And it's okay for success to be defined at this point as better understanding of how we might use it. You know, if, you're, if your definition of success is it's going to contribute materially to earnings this quarter, <laughs> that might not be realistic. If it's, we'll have a better sense of how we might actually use this in the future so that it could contribute materially to earnings at some point. Just put some parameters around what you mean by better understanding. I'm a consultant, Mike team are consultants. We get hired all the time to conduct feasibility studies and research projects for the people we work with. What we don't like to do is produce what a friend of mine calls shelf help books. Those are those presentations or reports that you deliver to a client, or if you're a client, get delivered to you, and then they get put on a shelf and are never touched again. (laughs) They just sort of decorate the shelf. They're a shelf help book. Instead, that report or the final output of whatever you do here should turn into a plan or a budget request for next steps. You know, next steps might be a small pilot to test any hypotheses learned during the research that you're conducting. It might be a small budget request to pilot a couple of concepts, and it might be revisit in 12 months. Now, that doesn't mean that that becomes a shelf help book. It means literally put that on a calendar to say, you know what, not now, but maybe nine months from now, maybe 12 months from now, we're going to take another look at this and see if it makes sense then if it doesn't now or some small budget to keep an eye on things over the next, you know, on a monthly basis, on a six week basis to see if anything pops up in the news that you should be, you know, taking a closer look at. And you can then dive deep again without having to start from scratch because you'll have done some work today. You know, if the future's already here, we should be preparing for the future today. The next thing you want to do after you've defined who, after you've defined success, define your timing. Projects should always have an end date. I remember working on a project... Years ago, one of the first big projects I ever, ever worked on was an ERP implementation uh, at one of the first companies I ever worked for. And I went to this kickoff meeting with my boss. And afterwards, I walked out of there saying, wow, that's some kind of crazy project. This was going to completely upend our business. And my boss said, that's not a project. That's a career because the way they talked about it, they really didn't have a defined end date. They didn't have a defined scope. It was just something we are going to be working on forever. She was right. When I left the company four years later, they were still doing, quote unquote, the project. <laughs> that's not a project. That's a career. Don't make the work you're doing here open-ended. Pick dates that are sooner rather than later. If you've ever done any work in an Agile process, you tend to have very well-defined sprints of usually a week or two weeks. And you can do the same thing with something like this. Break it into stages. You know, set regular, and I'm going to put this in air quotes, releases, you know, where these are defined deliverables. Whomever is working on this for you is gonna come back to you every two weeks with some new information, some update of where you are and where they're going next, and also give you the opportunity to say, no, that's great, keep going, or hey, we wanna redirect, or hey, this doesn't make any sense any longer. So the first set could be just identify companies who've already launched successful projects in the area you're thinking about. Again, with a clear definition of what they mean by successful. The second set of objectives could be identify who those companies have partnered with. Remember, who, not how. The third set could be holding discussions with those partners and sharing the results of those discussions with your stakeholders within your organization. How could you maybe use this for your business? And the cool thing is if you find after any one deliverable that, you know, the first one even, no one is doing much of anything or no one is doing much of anything that has business value to you or you can't see how to make it a business value for you, then you can readjust the deliverables or end this explore, this exploration. Tag it with a revisit in six months and then move on to something else. That's the point of core and explore. Sometimes the explorer is going to take you in a direction that says, this doesn't make sense for our business today. But the beautiful thing is sometimes it's going to take you in a direction you didn't know and you'll discover that not only is the future here, but it's a future that you can actually benefit from today. So think in terms of your success. Think in terms of who, not how. Think in terms of your timing. Remember that the future is already here and that you don't need permission to explore that future. Because if you do that well, you'll discover not just new insights and new information. You may discover a whole set of benefits for your business you didn't even realize were out there. Now, looking at the clock on the wall, we are out of time for this week. I want to remind you that you can find the show notes for today's episode, as well as an archive of all past episodes, by going to timpeter.com slash podcasts. Again, that's timpeter.com slash podcasts. Just look for episode 370. Don't forget that you can click on the subscribe link in any of the episodes you find to have Thinks Out Loud delivered to your favorite podcatcher every single week. You can also find Thinks Out Loud on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Overcast, anywhere fine podcasts are found. While you're there, I would also very much appreciate it if you could provide a positive rating or review for the show. Those ratings and reviews help new listeners find the podcast. They help them understand what the show is all about and help get the word out. It helps to grow our community. And it means so very, very much to me. I really appreciate you helping to make Things Out Loud a better place for everyone involved. So thank you very, very much for that. You can also find Things Out Loud on LinkedIn by going to LinkedIn.com slash Tim Peter Associates. You can find me on Twitter using the Twitter handle at tcpeter. And as always, you can email me at podcast at timpeter.com. Again, that's podcast at timpeter.com. Finally, I just want to say one more time how very much I appreciate you tuning in to the show every single week. I am so, so pleased to get an opportunity to spend a little time with you every week. And I'm just thrilled that you continue to listen, and you continue to participate, and you continue to help grow the community here at Thinks Out Loud every single week. So I hope you have a great rest of the week. I hope you have a wonderful weekend ahead, and I will look forward to speaking with you here on Thinks Out Loud next time. Until then, please be well, be safe, and as always, take care, everybody.